Hello, this is Pastor Iris from TCR, Radio TCR. Keep listening because you've got lots of things going on on here. Hope you enjoy the worship music along with the word. I picked up something here on, um, something I was looking at on the view to the, the Kid, Kidron Valley and the Eastern Gate of Mercy from Mount of Olives talking about the Temple at Jerusalem. And uh, at first glance, it's just a sealed up stone entryway. And it's, it's sort of east facing. And that's why in Ezekiel 43, verse 4, the glory actually says, the glory of the Lord entered the temple through the gate facing east. As I said, at first glance, it's just a sealed up stone entryway. Jerusalem has eight gates and it's a, a walled old city. So what's so special about this one? Why is there so much controversy today about a gate that you can't even walk through? Because people are not allowed to. Well, the gate of mercy is a gate for Messiah. The East Gate is beautifully called in Hebrew, the gate of mercy. Christians call it the Golden Gate. Standing beneath this awesome structure just might send shivers down your spine, though, by imagining the future event that many believe could take place here at this particular gate when Jesus returns. Jewish tradition has long held that it will remain sealed until the Messiah comes through the East Gate. This is the very expectation of 70,000 to 150,000 Jews who have been buried on the Mount of Olives over the last 3,000 years. How wonderful. Most of them wanted to be buried on the Mount of Olives because it sits across from the temple mount itself. And they believe that they would be one of the very first people resurrected as the Messiah enters in through the Eastern Gate and ushers in the Messianic Kingdom. Wow, it's a good story here. Let's read it. However, God has been using the eastern gate of the walled city in his great plan of atonement and redemption since biblical times, such as with the ritual of the scapegoat on Yom Kippur, that's the day of atonement. Before the mercy gate existed, the eastern gate of Jerusalem was called the Shushan gate. Jewish tradition says that the Jews returning from the Babylonian and Persian empires etched on the Sushan Gate an image of the palace in the Persian capital of Shushan as an appreciation to the kings of Persia for helping them rebuild the temple and later Jerusalem. 
1969, the archaeologist Dr. James Fleming discovered that a gate is located, or buried, if you like, directly under the current Gate of Mercy. He and many of his colleagues today do believe that this is the Sushan Gate itself. In Jewish tradition, this Sushan Gate stood lower than the other gates and was built in line with the temple entrance, inner court gate, outer court gate, and the Mount of Olives. Therefore, when the high priest performed purification rituals on the Mount of Olives, he could see over the Sushan Gate and into the sanctuary of the temple. Because it is near the Mount of Olives, the Sushan Gate was used on the most holy day of the Jewish year, Yom Kippur, that's the Day of Atonement, in God's atonement process for the nation of Israel. According to ancient Jewish writings in the Mishnah, which describe what was happening during the Second Temple period, two goats were purchased on Yom Kippur at the East Gate. One goat was sacrificed in the temple courtyard to make atonement for the most holy place, the tent of meeting and the altar. Because of the uncleanliness and rebellion of the Israelites, whatever their sins had been. And that's a quote from Leviticus, chapter 16, verses 16 and 20. Another goat, the scapegoat, was sent out through this eastern gate after the high priest laid both of his hands on its head and confessed over it. Again from Leviticus 16, 21. All the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. With all of the sins of the people of Israel on the goat, someone led it through the east gate over a walkway that crossed the Kidron Valley, so that no contact would be made with dead bodies in the cemetery, which would make the people ritually unclean. And it went on to the Mount of Olives and then into the Judean wilderness. And tradition says over a cliff. By the first, the old covenant scapegoat left the East Gate to make atonement for the nation of Israel. Christians believe that Yeshua, Jesus, entered through this gate to usher in a new covenant atonement for the sins of all mankind. The scapegoat and Lamb of God then arrive from the East, and that's, um, that's a sort of a traditional thought, but it was also a traditional practice. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of, of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, gentle, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. That's written in Zechariah 9, verse 9. Yeshua descended the Mount of Olives and entered Jerusalem through what many believe is the East Gate, Luke 19, 36 through 37. He did this on the day known by Christians as Palm Sunday, the same day that the Passover lambs were being selected and would be sacrificed four days later. The people didn't understand it yet, but by waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save us now, they had selected Yeshua as their Messiah, their scapegoat and Lamb of God, 
it would take away the sins of the world, according to Luke 19, 38. It was only four days later that he would carry away all, the, all of their sins on the execution stake, the cross, fulfilling a messianic prophecy in Isaiah 53. And I'll read that, 53, verse 10. Yet it was the Lord, it was the, sorry, yes, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin. Some believe that God is, is even more in store for this mercy gate in his great plan of redemption. The prophet that Ezekiel had stunning vision of um, at, uh, an eastern gate in another temple that had not yet been built. And you'll read that in Ezekiel chapters 40 to 48. The gate is, is to remain shut. And I quote this from Ezekiel 44 verses 3 and 4. The gate is to remain shut because the Lord, the God of Israel, had entered through it. The prince himself is the only one who may sit inside the gateway to eat in the presence of the Lord. He is to enter by way of the portico of the gateway and go out the same way. Some Christians believe Ezekiel's vision is speaking about the current closed gate that is in Jerusalem today. And therefore, they believe that the prince who enters it is Yeshua when he returns. But there are problems with this interpretation. First, the Hebrews word for prince is Nasai, and not Mashiach, which is Messiah. Second, the east gate that Ezekiel sees is the outer gate of the sanctuary, verse, chapter 44, verse 1. And third, the prince makes a sin offering for himself and the people, in chapter 45, verse 22. So he cannot be the sinless, righteous, Messiah Yeshua. Rather, his, his role is an overseer of Jerusalem. However, Ezekiel does give us a beautiful end time messianic prophecy from um, chapter 43 and verse 2. I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters and the land was radiant with his glory. If this verse sounds familiar, it's because you may have read something similar by the Jewish apostle John in the New Testament. In Revelation 1, verses 15 and 16, his voice was like the sound of rushing waters, his face was like sun shining in all its brilliance. Today, however, the scene on the east side of the temple gate is not at all glorious. The structure in the photo, in, in the photo that, I, that I'd actually seen is talking about the battle for the gate. Well, anyway, it, it was closed in 2003, it's quite recent by an Israeli court order to protect it from illegal excavations and use by Hamas affiliated groups. However, on February 14th, 2019, 
that's last year, the Jordanian Muslim Waqf, who was given administrative control of the Temple Mount following the Six-Day War in 1967, opened the area for Muslim prayer. Whilst Israel has tried to close the structure, Palestinians continue to break in. Nevertheless, it seems that Israel will soon allow some Muslims' activity here. Though Israel rejects any proposal from the Waqf to turn the structure into another mosque on the Mount, it will likely become either a prayer hall or an Islamic institution of learning. But why is the Waqf battling for this control now? Is it another sign of the last days revealing that the Messiah is returning very soon? Islam teaches that on Judgment Day, righteous Muslims who receive God's mercy will enter the gate, which in Arabic is also known as the Gate of Mercy or Gate of Eternal Life. In addition, the Arabs have long wanted to occupy this site to prevent the Jewish Messiah and his forerunner, the prophet Elijah, from entering the Eastern Gate as Jewish tradition teaches. Built in the 6th or 7th century AD, Muslims closed the present gate in 810, 810, reopened in 1102 by the Christian Crusaders. It was walled up by the first Muslim Sultan of Egypt and Syria, Saladin, after remaining, after regaining Jerusalem in 1187. Ottoman Sultan Suleiman rebuilt it together with the city walls, but walled it up again in 1541, and it has remained closed ever since. The Ottomans, who were Muslim, built a cemetery in front of it, most likely because Islam teaches that Elijah is a Jewish priest. And in the Bible, Jewish priests are not allowed to come near dead bodies. Nevertheless, all of that trouble created by the Muslims to stop the Jewish Messiah from coming through the Eastern Gate of mercy is in vain. Yeshua, who walked on water, who was able to get out of a sealed tomb and who suddenly appeared in a room that was locked, John 2019 refers, cannot be stopped by any sealed gate or cemetery. To conclude, the Sushan Gate is buried right below the Gate of Mercy that exists today. That is likely that Yeshua rode through on a humble donkey on the day of Passover of the Passover lambs, that they were being selected, the lambs actually, um, for Palm Sunday, fulfilling Zechariah's messianic prophecy in chapter 9, verse 9. And maybe he will enter the Eastern Mercy Gate when he returns. In the meantime, the current Gate of Mercy can be seen as a symbol of God's merciful plan of redemption for all, including you. Wow. Isn't that wonderful to know? It isn't just for any particular religion. We are all included 
in God's mercy. And there is redemption for all. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Jesus. Well, that's my little talk over on this one, on this occasion. Hopefully I'll be back soon. Enjoy radio and keep listening. <laughs>